Hi, guys, and welcome to the Ketogenic Nutritionist Podcast. My name is Temple Stewart. I'm a registered dietitian, ketogenic weight loss specialist, and mom. My Keto Solutions Method empowers women to lose weight by teaching them how to work with their body instead of against it. The Keto Solutions Method provides a step-by-step process to teach you how to successfully lose the weight you want while avoiding being hungry, miserable, and bored. It doesn't involve supplements or meal bars or anything like that. It's a whole food approach that teaches you how to lose weight for a lifetime. Every few weeks, I discuss a topic that will help you understand the ketogenic diet a little bit better and give you practical tips on following it successfully. Thank you for listening. And just a reminder, this should not be taken as medical advice. This is for educational purposes only. If you decide to change your dietary pattern or supplements or medications or any of that, you need to do that through a licensed physician and or pharmacist. I hope you enjoy my podcast. If you enjoyed this content and this makes you happy and is helpful, please go rate my podcast on any and all platforms. It really helps me get the message out and I would sincerely appreciate it. Um, You guys are the best. So let's dive in. Last episode, we talked all about what causes sugar cravings, why they happen and all of that. And so this episode, I really wanted to focus on some true practical action steps to help you overcome sugar cravings and sugar addiction because it's real and we know it's real. So why don't we talk about how to really overcome it? We know that cravings are driven by your brain's need for a reward, not necessarily your body's need for food. So let's implement some strategies that can really help us overcome these cravings. So my first strategy is drink some water. Make sure you're hydrated. This is oftentimes uh, one of the most common reasons sugar cravings happen is because we are not truly hydrated. And when I talk about hydration, I'm not just talking about water, right? Drinking a ton of water doesn't necessarily mean you're hydrated. Yes, you've got the water portion down, but you haven't got the electrolytes down. If you're not getting the proper amounts of electrolytes, you're going to struggle. The number one electrolyte that I see most people skimp on is sodium. So they'll start a low-carb diet, they'll start a ketogenic diet, and they'll really, really skimp on sodium. And this is not good. It can cause problems down the line. And so I want you to understand that in order to be truly hydrated, electrolytes need to be consumed. I really recommend, especially if you're on a keto low-carb diet, at least two to three cups of bone broth a day and or salting your foods at the same time. That can really, really be helpful and um, useful when stopping sugar cravings. My second strategy is avoiding artificial sweeteners. So including stevia and monk fruit. So my friend Danielle likes to talk about the sugar dragon and you keep the sugar dragon alive and loud and roaring when you continue to tell your brain that it's getting something sweet. So if you're consuming a lot of these artificial sweeteners, Splenda Equal, all these aspartame, all this other stuff, your sugar dragon is thinking that you're getting sugar and you're actually not. And so it kind of intensifies these cravings. Same thing with stevia and monk fruit. Now, I'm not saying stevia and monk fruit are inherently bad. Those are the two natural sweeteners that I do recommend on keto. Um, But for some people, they really just cause more cravings and they cause more problems. And so I would say, um, number one, definitely get rid of the artificial stuff. So Splenda, Equal, Aspartame, all that junk, get rid of it. Um, And then evaluate your body's response to stevia and monk fruit. Do you do well with it? Does it cause more cravings? Do you find yourself adding it to your coffee in the morning and then craving sugar the entire day? So do a little self-experimentation. That can be really, really helpful for some. Um, Another place that I see people mess up is they make a lot of uh, 
keto treats and or consume a lot of the keto processed foods that have these sugar alcohols in them too. So that's kind of all in the same category. But if you're keeping your sugar dry, sugar dragon alive and well, and he is um, roaring all the time, making you crave and make you feel addicted to sugar, try a good solid week or two without having these sugar alternatives and see how you feel. I think it could be really, really helpful um, in, in mitigating some of that that sugar addiction. Next up is eating enough protein. If I could say the number one nutritional mistake I see people make is not eating enough protein. Protein is crucial for weight loss. It's crucial for satiation, meaning making you feel full. And it does a great job at mitigating sugar addiction and sugar cravings. So if you're really struggling with this, add a add a couple more servings of protein throughout the day. If you're finding yourself hungry in between meals, add a couple more protein servings per day. Protein is extremely filling and it's extremely good at helping you stay satiated. So I would recommend upping your proteins um, and really seeing if that helps uh, helps kind of curve these cravings. Find a distraction. So after eating enough protein, find a distraction, call someone, go outside for a walk, read a book, do anything to get your mind off the actual craving. Oftentimes, if you can distract yourself, you know, five to 10 minutes, you can find that the the craving will go away and that need for sugar will go away. So I would say find something that you enjoy doing and that really does, you know, give you a, a good, great deal of joy and focus on that for a little bit. If the craving doesn't wait, go away. Maybe try some of the other alternative things that I've mentioned so far and see, okay, does that help? And go from there. But distractions can work incredibly well um, by just giving your brain something else to focus on versus sugar. The next one is making sure that you are staying rested, right? So when you do not sleep, it has a very detrimental effect on your hormones. Um, and it increases your hunger hormone ghrelin. It makes you um, want more and more to eat. I mean, there's studies and studies show uh, people that are chronically losing sleep and not sleeping often eat more, they eat worse foods, they have more cravings. And so focus on good, healthy sleep habits. Stop looking at your phone all night, guys, seriously. Um, and I know that's funny for me to say because I'm on uh, Instagram, but just make sure you're getting off your phone. Get Get outside, get some of that red light on your eyes towards sunset that will help melatonin production that will help support your circadian rhythms. Stop looking at the screens, right? Make sure um, you're eating early enough so that you're not going to bed with a full stomach um, and, and really focusing on, on staying well rested. I cannot stress this enough. I think sleep and stress are so underrated in the health community. People are not talking about them enough. Um, and both sleep and stress have a huge effect on your hormones. Just like I was saying, um, with sleep, stress can also cause that ghrelin to be uh, increased and those cravings to be increased. So that would be my next solution is, okay, if you're stressed out, let's figure out ways to work through this. You know, if you're in a really stressful job or a really stressful relationship, it will do you good to focus on lowering those amounts of stress so you can support your hormones properly. Okay. Do not overlook sleep and stress when it comes to sugar addiction and cravings. Next, making sure that you are being careful and aware of triggers, right? So if you constantly drive by the same McDonald's and you're constantly pulling in and getting fries and uh, McFlurry, you are going to create a trigger, right? And this can go 
with many, many different things. Some people have trigger foods like peanut butter or Oreos or ice cream. If there are triggers in your life and you're able to identify them and create plans around them, either getting them out of the house, maybe taking a different route home so you don't drive by the McDonald's, whatever it is, I think it's very important to, number one, identify the trigger. So, you know, a trigger is something that is, is happening over and over and over again and you notice it. Um, And some of the trigger foods, I call them red light foods. Like I mentioned earlier, the peanut butter, the Oreos, find which ones those are, are for you. You know, is it a certain restaurant, a certain dessert at a certain restaurant in a certain town? Is it a certain dessert that someone brings to a family function? What is that trigger? And then figure out how you can avoid it or overcome it. And by overcoming it, I mean, is there an alternative food you can bring? Is there a way that you can still be present or at this restaurant or whatever and not consume it. And I think that that is super individual, but step number one is finding out what are those triggers for you? Is it early morning diet Coke? I've had many clients that have triggers for those types of things. So I would really take a moment um, and, and think about that. Think about, okay, what foods cause me problems? What places cause me problems? Maybe what social events, even certain people in your life that you know, are great bakers and always bring you cookies or whatever the case may be, brainstorm that and try to figure out what that is for you and go from there building a plan to either avoid it or a way to overcome it. Another good macronutrient for fighting cravings is fat. So I talked about protein earlier, but fat is really essential at keeping blood sugar levels stable, which we all know when blood sugars are up and down and all around, that can trigger a craving in itself. So making sure you're having fats at your meals and good sources of fats, whether that's saturated fat from animals or olive oil, coconut oil, or maybe a salad dressing made out of those. So make sure that you are having those um, those two macronutrients. I already mentioned protein, but also um, don't forget about, about fat. Spices can be helpful too. So like cinnamon, coriander, nutmeg, cloves, cardamom, um, kind of naturally sweetened foods. And those can help with cravings. I remember for a while I wasn't doing any stevia in my coffee. I was only using cinnamon and nutmeg. I tend to do this towards the fall months because those are your typical uh, fall spices, but it really was quite enjoyable. And it, it, it really is interesting how sweet these things taste to your taste buds. And I think it's fun to add these types of spices to, you know, roasted carrots or some sorts of vegetables or even in your smoothies. So I think that this is a really good way to add natural functional foods like spices um, into your meals and help naturally sweeten those foods and reduce cravings. Another um, suggestion would be a good quality multivitamin and mineral supplement. I think vitamin D3 and making sure your omega-3 fatty acids are on point. Nutritional deficiencies can make cravings worse. Um, and the majority of people in the U.S. and globally right now have at least some degree of nutrition deficiency, mostly because our food is just not as nutrient-dense as it once was. And so it's very easy to become nutrient deficient. Uh, magnesium is one of the most common nutrient deficiencies I see. I pretty much recommend every single one of my clients to be on a magnesium supplement. So um, I prefer magnesium glycinate. Um, so that's a good good source and uh, absorbable magnesium. Some other nutrients that can help blood sugar control and cravings um, are like chromium, vitamin B complex or B3. Um, and so those are some good some good options to when it comes to making sure your food is nutrient uh, dense as well. Another 
just rule of thumb is learning to read labels. So a lot of times people think that they're giving up sugar and they're not eating that much sugar. And this kind of goes back to our sugar craving. uh, I mean, our sugar dragon (laughs) talk that we had a little bit earlier. But if you don't know how to read labels and you don't know what the words for sugar actually are, one, I would encourage you to go look at my reels. I have a reel that gives like all 56 names of sugar and it's crazy. Some of them don't even sound like sugar and you would never know. But it's really crucial to look at the ingredients list. Like the longer the ingredients list is, the more likely sugar is going to be on it. So check the total carbohydrates, check the total, check the total grams of sugar, and obviously choose products with little to no sugar. And also, like I mentioned earlier, become familiar with sugar terminology. Corn syrup, corn sugar, high fructose corn syrup, sugar, dextrose, honey, molasses, turbinado sugar, Florida crystals, brown sugar, all the, th- all the same. Um, and so a lot of times they're hidden in products and it's no fault of your own, but you're not being diligent in reading the ingredients. And so just make sure that you're being mindful of the sugar terminology as well. And then just understand too, that most of the complex carbohydrates we consume like bread, bagels, and pasta really are not complex at all. And they're just as highly refined and metabolized just like sugar in the body. So if you're, you're not consuming like what we think of sugar, but you're consuming a ton of starch, you may still be feeding that sugar addiction because you're still having those blood glucose spikes with the breads and the bagels and the English muffins and all the things. Um, another, uh, supplement that I find helpful for sugar cravings is L-glutamine. Uh, most people do pretty good on a thousand to 2000 milligrams every couple of hours as necessary. It can re relieve some of those sugar cravings as the brain uses it for energy. Um, so that can be, uh, you know, a, a happy, uh, a supplement, a happy, a supplement that's helpful as well. Um, again, not medical, uh, advice here, run that through a pharmacist anytime you're adding a supplement, but that is a good um, a good option. Okay, last couple bits of advice here. Um, if you have a blood sugar issue, your your sugars are all over the place. Maybe you have PCOS or prediabetes or even diabetes, and your blood sugar is not under control. This is going to make getting in control of sugar difficult. Like I mentioned earlier, up and down blood sugar is not helpful because it can lead to cravings. It's also just not healthy for you. And so I would say. Um, obviously I'm the ketogenic nutritionist and I think keto does a really fantastic job at stabilizing blood sugars. And I think this is important because not only does it help stabilize blood sugars, but it helps reduce your appetite. So people feel very full on keto. They often have lessened cravings, especially if they're not doing a lot of the ketogenic treats. And so it can be a powerful way to help beat sugar addiction. I personally have never felt so food free, um, than when I'm on keto, when I have carbohydrates, and starchy foods and it really sends me to, into a bad place when it terms to and it comes to cravings and all of that stuff. So I would highly recommend that you focus on keto um, or at least low carb and this also drives protein and fat at each meal. So it it helps in multiple ways and so that would be my my biggest encouragement is that it's you know, the poison is in the portion and they always say like, oh, it's fine to have sugar in moderation. And I really could not disagree more. Um, Sugar is addictive. It is uh, detrimental to the body and health systems. It's detrimental to mental health. And, you know, I may get in trouble with it (laughs) for saying this, but sugar in moderation is just terrible advice. And it is, it's just like saying, you know, to an alcoholic, yeah, just have a little bit of alcohol or a cocaine addict, like just do one line. 
you know, it's just not feasible and it makes people feel like failures and it makes them feel trapped in an addictive cycle. And so I don't want to go too much on a rant about this, but I am just tired of people saying that like, oh, everything is fine in moderation. Maybe you are a moderator. Maybe you are able to have sugar in controlled amounts and great. I'm happy for you. I mean, I still think that sugar is is not good, um, but the majority of people really struggle with sugar and sugar addiction. And so, you know, with almost half the population either being pre-diabetic or diabetic, I think that it's fair to say that sugar is not a helpful substance. So anyway, I hope these tips were practical and I hope they were helpful for you. Um, I really want my podcast to be a place where you get ideas and don't just hear me ramble on about nothing. And so um, I want this to change your life. And so my goal and what I would ask from you is to please rate my podcast um, and send me messages on Instagram. If you enjoy this type of content and this is helpful for you, please let me know. Um, I want to create more. And if you have ideas or anything that you are struggling with in your own life, shoot them to me on Instagram or on TikTok. You guys know I am y'all's biggest fan and I want to see you guys succeed. Um, so follow me across all the platforms, the ketogenic nutritionist. I'm hopefully going to get on YouTube soon. So that will be something exciting to see. And again, I I am so honored that you guys listen and follow along and y'all are truly the, bl- the best and God has blessed me um, with just the best people in my life. So thank you guys for listening and I hope you tune into the next episode. Take care. Have a good one.